0: So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash talkandpop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TALKPOP and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. Hey, what up fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Franchise Goes Anime Part 2. So pretty much this is another solo episode featuring just me, Franchise. Um, Biko will be back shortly. Like I said, I'm planning to do this little short mini-show series on all things anime. Because I'm much of an anime guy as opposed to Biko who's not much of an anime guy if you listen to my first mini-sode, which is what I was, like, it was about 30-something minutes long, because like they're mini-sodes. They're not going to be like the hour, almost two hours that me and going on, go into, go into like on certain topics. So I'm going to give you guys my review of Season 2 of Is a Zombie, also known as Is the Zombie of the Dead. It was released in 2012, so pretty much a year after, after the first season. And it actually opens up with it has a, a couple of OVAs, so the whole thing, plus the OVAs, was about, let's see... About twelve episodes, give or take. That's including the the OVAs. So let's um jump to it. And of course, um it starts off with the first OVA, which pretty much is like, which is titled Yes, Thank You for the Encore. It was um there; it was on April two thousand twelve. Pretty much um, when it comes to these OVAs, they kind of dwell away from the plot and. They do do callbacks to the previous season. In this case in point, um, this one, this whole episode was like your typical like beach episode where you know, this time they go to an indoor pool because you know, i being a zombie. He pretty much can't be out in the sun too long, or he'll dry up like a prune. Um. Pretty much, uh, they go to this pool and they run to the whole gang and they go to this indoor pool. There's a lot of hijinks and stuff, and um, the whole thing was um, how I don't know what to spend time with um, you, and she tries really hard, and there's to the point where she recruits the other girls to distract Ayamu, so that way she can spend more time with you, Euclid. Um, of course, a lot of, like, things happen there, and, of course, um, Sarah's is there, who's um, Sarah's, uh, Sarah Firm's, um superior, and finds out that she's an idol girl, so they have a little concert session there where all the girls compete also for affections of the male fans. That was more like a comedic-type episode, little etchy moments here and there. Overall, it is enjoyable if you're into etchy or, you know, it was more like a romantic comedy type of thing, and it was all right. Um, I kind of enjoyed a little bit of it. Like I said, um, it was good. Um, of course, I will be introduce some to other characters that make appearance in Season 2 that didn't get that much prominence in Season 1. Um, of course, your returning favorites, like Aimu, Haruna, Seraphon, Melstrom, also known as Yuki, Sarah's which I'll get into more into her in the second season. Um you also see the return of Kyoko. She comes she, she makes an appearance in a few episodes. Um, pretty much um, the the head doctor, the head um teacher of the Villier Academy, um, pretty much tries to reform her. But the problem is due to the fact that she's still has those tendencies those psychotic tendencies to hurt people because she still has that because, due to the fact that she was possessed by you know the king of the knife for some time, so she had like she retained some of those residual feelings of killing. Then, you know, Aimu tries his best um, to pretty much help her out, but I'll get into that episode. Pretty much what happens is, um. I move on to this one character who we find out her name is Chris. It's kind of weird, and apparently she's a uh, pretty much a, a high-powered magical garment girl, a muscle shoujo. And apparently she's always drinking, and he thinks that at first he thinks it's that, like that's his imaginary confidence. So he finds her like super around like the science lab and stuff, and it's kind of funny in the dub. Like she makes jokes saying, "I'm not a little kid, you know. I'm actually older than you," and um. Apparently, according to, like, the Wikipedia, it says says she's technically a villain, but I think it's because Aymu kind of goes to her for advice for a little bit, and the reason why is because, um, apparently, um, there was a Megaloo attack at a school, and he thought, oh, Hana has her powers back. Apparently, that was not the case. Um, of course, uh, Aimu and Hana both have to, uh, pretty much... We call Magical Garment Girls, Maso Sojo's, in front of everyone, they defeat the Megaloo, and the problem is, Mistelin, who's the Magical Chainsaw, ends up breaking, which was kind of hilarious, and pretty much, because with Mistelin, they are able to erase everyone's memories, so they don't remember, you know, pretty much, that they're Magical Garment Girls, that Ayamu's not a cross-dresser. The problem is, it pretty much, it breaks, and then pretty much everyone takes pictures, and all of a sudden, he thought, oh, this is gonna be a negative reaction. He because you know my malicious reputation and all that stuff. And apparently, the next night, which leads to the next episode called ah, to Me, he pretty much becomes like an overnight celebrity. So pretty much, um, he tries to go on different places and um, to distract himself. I guess he decides to go uh, hiking, Triple Yuki, to you know escape from the fame because apparently, you know, I guess um, he thought it was gonna get a negative reaction because he was dressed as a magical garment girl. Which obviously had an opposite effect, and pretty much everyone was embracing it. So it was kind of interesting, it was kind of hilarious by that way. Um, and then, um, of course, Sarah's volunteers makes an appearance. Um, and I guess uh, I guess, what happens is Sarah's, you know, when you saw her in the first season, um, you know, she was the, you know, she was Seraphim's superior. She's strict, you know, she follows the traditional vampire ninja rules and customs and you know it shows some little bit of ill will towards uh towards Aibu. even though they went to the same class they were in a, she's disguised as her students so um and then apparently during the time when he transformed into a magic girl for some reason she sees them um, when they lose their powers and they get naked uh sarah's eventually looks at ayamu's ass and she becomes fascinated with ayamu because of her of his experience which to me was kind of hilarious because it's kind of like a reversal of, you know, how guys are when they see a girl's, you know, rear end. But this time this is from a perspective of a female, which to me was kind of like a little bit comical, but kind of like interesting to see from a female perspective. If, you know, guys' rear ends are also attracted to the female. So that was kind of interesting. And I guess that she starts developing feelings towards Aimu later on. Um, and of course, Sarah's is kind of like, What? How can you like them? <laughs> and, um, and pretty much uh they do that, um like I said, most of the episodes go here and there I'm not, as I said, I was on a touch base on a few episodes, like it ties to the main plot, and um it's um of course, you know, I am struggling you with know, all being the fame uh, with you know everyone knows him as the magical garment girl truck horror dresser. he's famous, and all that pressure on him and and of course, um, there's some episodes where, um, his friend, um, his best friend Orihito takes Aimu. Like, his best friend at that time was really, like, uh, I would say he wasn't as embracing to find the fact that his his best friend is a cross-dresser to his eyes. And, like, at first he doesn't accept them, but eventually tries to work real hard to accept him for, you know, doing that, um... Oh, we'll get to that. Um, of course, there's an episode called No Get Lost, Good Sir. Oritou feels that he sees oh, I'm dressing as much of a as a cross-dressing phase that he tries to help his buddy, you know, get out of that. He doesn't see, like, how Ayamu's used it as a way to help defeat Megalus as a source of power, but so, it's Oritou, he thinks Ayamu's, like, a cross-dressing freak. So they end up taking him to this um, maid cafe, it's owned by uh, Sarah's Vansi's clan, so they own up May Cafe. I guess that's how they get like income and stuff or keep their identities. And, of course, um, Sarah Yukihana also working in there. And apparently this is on one game, which was kind of hilarious, where there's a challenge where um, they have to, to get a free dessert. They have to go through five different girls. they try to make them fall in love with them. And they get a free meal. And it's fine because there's Konami, who's a girl, who's his friend, who's a classmate. She's a classmate of and Ayamu, and they find out. And of course, uh, Ayamu tries to win against Konami because she was like the last one, and she's kind of hard to impress. But I guess she gets off guard when Ayamu decides to um, make a confession to her, which throws her, you know, flustered. And of course, Ayamu ends up winning. Ends up winning the contest. And he finds out one of his buddies, Anderson, his classmate Anderson, who's this blonde dude, um, finds out he's actually from the Underworld. Of course, he isn't, doesn't he doesn't make that much of an impact in the first season, but I saw noticed that him getting a lot of speaking time in the episodes. I'm like, who's this guy? And finds out that he's actually part of the Underworld, which is kind of interesting. So he's aware of, you know, the Underworld stuff. Um, and there's another episode called Yes, It Goes Around Every Year, where... Um, like I said, these episodes pretty much were all like, you know, what happens if one of them gets a cold, what, you know, just pretty much helping everybody out. So it wasn't as much of a dark fly, it wasn't much of a horror-esque type of season. It was more like your typical harem-style anime with little etchy moments, more of a comedy, sla- not slapstick as comedy comedy, but humor, like sexual tension lies humor, so... That's why this season to me was kind of okay as opposed to the first season which was more like dramatic. Well, yeah, there was some humor there in some cases. Like the season was, it wasn't that much there was a big villain, so to say. But there is a point later on where I'm pretty much, um, I guess for some reason, he ends up like, he has to train real hard and they're trying their best and to the point that. I guess the school is trying to get the powers away from him to the point that um that uh guess forget makes everyone's memories of him being um of being a magical girl and there's this point where Han accidentally gets uh when she tries to get her powers back from from Ayumu she ends up getting powers from you and you and he feels you's pain and then there's a time where you is pretty much like. Um, normal, because if you remember Euclid, you know, she's a powerful necromancer, which promise she wears the armor to help contain her power, and you know, she tries to not speak because the fact is any he her powers are pretty much tied to her speech, so if she says something like, you die, then you technically die, and she's not, you know, comfortable with the concept of death, so that's so why she wears the armor, and tries to keep her emotions checked because her powers also tied to her emotions, but she also feels pain every time she uses her powers. Um now Haruna is now pretty much experiencing the power, so they try to find a way to you know try to find a way to get it back. So like I said, it's like high school hijinks throughout the season. Um and pretty much like I said, there's one episode where like I said, Kyoko comes back called Woo a mixer with Kyoko. So pretty much what the transcription is Fu kyoko chan goku daze in Japanese. Um Pretty much she shows up. Apparently she was released by Dai Sensei. See so Aimu, she I guess they are trying to find I guess Chris is like going back to Chris, who pretty much when she loses her power, she becomes like a, a boring male, middle-aged male teacher. Basically Aimu's home, home teacher. And um, the only way she can get her powers is she gets drunk. And Palma, she's actually a powerful um Martial Sojo, and she could, you know, rebel against you know Villiers and all that stuff. And of course, um, Dai-sensei uh, pretty much enlists, she's the head of the academy, and she enlists going to try to find a way to stop her. And so, apparently, Kyoko knows a weakness, knows a weakness, um, knows a weakness towards uh, Chris, so she agrees to tell him what the weakness is, or if they go to, like, a mixer. They do, like, a mixing event, buying other girls and stuff. And, of course, um, and eventually Aimu decides to take Kyoko to the graveyard. Well, they have, like, some instances where they have karaoke and stuff, and she pretty much, Aimu decides, since he's a zombie, so pretty much you can hurt him and stuff, but he'll regenerate, and pretty much she tells Kiyoko, hey, go ahead, um, if you want to stab me, go ahead, I just need information. So she does that, she actually stabs calm um, and pretty much confesses that, um, that, um, that she loves him, and then Kyoko laments how, you know, everyone's going to lose their memory of her when she goes back to prison. I mean, says that he would still remember her. And, of course, after she leaves, he sends out the details of Chris's weakness, which turns out the bet that apparently Chris is actually ticklish. That's her weakness, which to me was bullshit. <laughs> and which leads to the next episode, ah, my darling is a never-near-do-well. Ah, my darin wa roko dosen nashi, in Japanese. Oh my darling is in erdwell. Of course, he finds all this information is not useless, so he's so my nice and say seek out the strongest warrior. He finds out this girl named Na Galeria who's an old friend of you, finds out that she's uh, she draws manga or doujinshi, which is independent manga. So um so he pretty much the whole thing was like him helping her out. To try to help her make a deadline so she can get information on how to defeat Chris. Of course, it goes through the whole shtick of them now listening the other girls come help as well. But the problem was he has a concert. Sarah's inviting him to a concert event because she, like I said, she's an idol, and you know, I kind of promised Sarah's that he will be there. So he tries to help two people at the same time. Help Nagirleria. ...finish up her deadline, at the same time he has to make it over there to the concert... ...so Sarah's gonna see him in the concert, and of course, at the end, um... ...at the concert, like, he eventually makes it, before the concert's over... ...and pretty much at the concert, you know, Sarah's and to go out to the roof... ...he gives him a carton of milk, and of course, was distracted while talking to Sarah... ...Sara's sucks on Iamu's strutthouse, marries Iamu because of a pair of coins to the Vampire Ninja... Customs is if a girl, if a girl vampire kisses a boy, they're technically married. That's why, you know, Maelstrom, Yuki, and Ayumu are technically married, even though Ayumu doesn't see it, and, you know, Kyoko, like, tries to work hard to fall in love with them. Um, of course, um, of course, still, that's fine. This is an episode where daisen ends up taking over as a class for, takes over as a teacher for Ayumu's class. <laughs> And decides to like pretty much train, you know He wants to she wants to train Ayamu to be able to feed Chris And pretty much to like pretty much make him powerful. And pretty much it got to the point where Like during the classes and stuff where pretty much he ends up losing memories of the girls, like meeting them at all. And it gets to the point where the girls have to try and travel into Aimu's subconscious to get his memories of them back. To the point, they find uh, personality of Aimu's like Sloth or Balka for or something, and he ends up getting Possess. And Yu actually has to fight Aimu in the in the magical girl phase, and eventually bring him back to life. <laughs> and apparently, in the end of this episode. Kind of like, and it's funny because at the, end of the episode, they said new girls holding a talking doll who's the Lydia Lilith, the Queen of Villiers, and Sean having interestingly foreshadowed things to come. So basically, it was a referencing when, of course, I guess the second and of course, we never got to see the fight between Chris and Aimu. That never happens. Um, I guess Imu, um Chris become. You know the teacher's is villain. This was kind of like saying, "Oh, this season, okay." To me, this was like more of a break from the first season. There was like no big villain, nothing like that. And to me, it was like it was like a, To me, the second season was more of a. It was trying really hard to get more of a comedic and kind of like sexual type humor from the light novel. And I was not disappointed, I mean the animation was good, you know, the music was great, like the opening season, the, the theme song for the second season was really good, I enjoyed it, the opening theme. But I felt that, you know, there wasn't no big battles, it was more like typical high school hijinks to me that kind of like irked me, it was like, you know, this is zombie, you know, it was cool the whole concept that, you know, you has to keep her powers in check, you know, I was like, has to defeat Megalos. Yeah, the elements of fighting Megalos is still there. But at the same time to me it was more focused on you know Ayamu's high school life and his interactions with the girls and pretty much the back and forth between them. Of course it's been shown that you know Haruno has feelings for Aimu. So it's like all these girls have feelings for him. You know um Aimu has feelings for you. In the first season it was more like he was trying to protect like a sister but of course he starts developing more feelings for you and you has feelings for Aimu. So it's like and then you got Yuki who has feelings for you. It's like this guy has all these girls going after him and it's like it doesn't get explored more later on. I mean, there had some sort of battles, like when I was possessed by, you know, by Belgafor. But to me, it was like, it's like, it wasn't a big battle. Most of the OVs took a couple episodes, and I kind of felt it didn't wrap anybody's storylines up. But overall, I did enjoy it a little bit. It was okay. I mean, the first season was great, but the, this season was, like, it was okay. And I guess they, it wasn't that much. They garnered another season. But I'm not going to, like, say don't watch it. I do recommend it. Um, definitely do try give this a try. Is This a Zombie? You uh, can find out on Funimation. It's on Hulu. Give it a try. Take a look at it. It is enjoyable. If you're into comedy, slapstick, um, if you're into, like, the whole harem style, Echyesque um sexual attention type vibes. Um it was alright. And like I said, it was an okay season. It's not, you know, best compared to the first season. Um if I have to give it this season I would give it a three out of five because it wasn't enough like episodes to explain like each character wasn't much development. Like you had this character Chris, which to me, yeah, they mentioned some past with her and Dai Sensei. But they explore more and they never actually got to a battle between, you know, the whole thing With him training to get ready to defeat Chris, but that never got you know came to fruition, so I have to give it a three out of five. You know, it's because of that you know, poor character development, and I felt that was kind of rushed. They try to get as much as they can and try to corner to the, the fandom, the fan base, to the male demographic. Um, yeah, I told you this is gonna be a short episode, but I do want to touch base on other animes that I do want to look at and probably give uh, possible reviews on. Um, like I said, this is something that i never done before. Like, I just watch anime just for the sake of anime, but never actually, like, reviewing and actually breaking down, you know, the characters, what I felt about them. And, you know, it was, it was an interesting thing. Never seen, it was like doing homework. To me, that's what it was. It was like doing homework. Because, like I said, I, when it comes to anime, I was, you know, my first anime was Dragon Ball. And I saw Sailor Moon back in the 90s. It's like, but never ask me. Sitting down, taking notes, watching the episode, word for word. It was interesting. Um, I did enjoy it. Sorry, drink a little water here. But with the new seasons of animes coming out, like My Hero Academia Season 4 just came out. And um, the fourth season of Food Wars just came out. I'm trying to finish up uh, Demon Slayer, which a lot of people are talking about. um, Demon Slayer. I'm like in episode 14. So, I'm trying to get through that show. Um, and, of course, I'm trying to go see Joker. And so, I haven't seen that film yet because me and Biko want to go ahead and go over it and talk about it and stuff, which will probably be a long discussion about it. Um, and, like I said, um, of course, um, like I said, the new seasons that are coming out and new animes are being released this fall season. Like, it's like, it's a good time to watch anime. Um, like I said, this, this is zombie I mean, the Light Novel ran for... Let me see if I can find out here. There's a manga adaptation of it. But the novel itself actually ran for a good chunk. Um, The novel actually ran from 2009 to 2015. So it's about 19 volumes of the Light Novel. And the manga adaptation ran for 8 volumes. But I would say pick it up if you want to read it first. Before you watch the anime adaptation, you'll probably enjoy the Light Novels a little bit more. Because there's more information. Because I think the I guess based on the the ratings and stuff it in the last as well. And um and of course uh question roll did have it. They used to have it, but when they had that um pretty much the partnership Funimation. but I think right now it's technically on um uh, it's on uh so far I just seen that Hulu and Funimation now. But Hulu has the sub. Of course with Funimation having the dub version of it, so Definitely check it out. Is this a zombie? Like I said, this was a short episode. Not a long. Like I said, it's only like like 20 something minutes. I mean, I wish there was a lot to talk about, but it wasn't a lot. This season was not as big as the first season. But overall, like I said, it wasn't bad. You know? I wish um there was more characters to talk about. I mean, there's units and stuff. There's the seven abyss. I guess it was a unit. Called the Seven Abyss, which will Joy mentioned a few of it, a little bit. Um I guess um there were a group of uh, it was a group to protect uh, the other girl from Felier and the Magical Garment Girls. So it was made of the strongest words. You was part of it, Nagleria, Mary Jane, Salviria and a captain. Like I guess seven when the king of the night, murdered Captain Corner, Shinomura. Most of the members of the Seven Abyss are known to be do- above the Underworld World Laws, that's true, strongly restricted. So, they touch base on that, but not too much to the point to talk about it. And, of course, my telus is the school to talk about... Yeah, so, I'm going to talk about, like, the different, like, um, the terminology with this thing. And, of course, um, like I said, um, it's is like, oh, what's these places and stuff? And, um, and like I said, there's the on-the-world vampire ninjas, which to me was kind of interesting... Um, but, like I said, it, it didn't touch base too much. Like, I wish they were able to go to the other world. They were able to go to the Villiers, but it was more focused on the hometown of Aimu and all the other girls. And, and, like I said, and it's like, right, like, well, Seraphim is, you know, she's like the not the center of attention. Of course, she's like busty and stuff, but she's never shown her feelings towards Aimu, but I can tell she has feelings for him. But it wasn't, like, you could tell it shows on the later episodes of the second season that she does have feelings for him. me. But, of course, she still calls him a maggot. Still views him as a pervert. But, overall, definitely check it out. It's just a zombie on Hulu and Funimation. And another anime, a lot of people are coming, like, my co just tell me, hey, One Punch Man, season two. I'm like, I just finished first season. I'm ready to jump into season two, so I'll check that out today. But I got a lot of anime to watch, and... If you guys have any suggestions for one anime, if you want me to break down and give you a review for these mini-souls, if you're enjoying these mini-souls, I'll keep doing it throughout the run of the podcast. We will be back with a regular episode Talking Pop with the franchise of Beko. With Beko, we will hope be back. Hopefully, we'll be talking about Joker, the film Joker, and other things that's going on in pop culture. Because, of course, we got Disney Plus coming, coming soon next month. We're a few weeks away from Disney Plus making its appearance. And, of course, I want to get into that with Biko because both him and I grew up on Disney. So, it's good to have his opinion. Like I said, this is a solo episode. It's just me by myself, you know, talking to anime. So, if you did enjoy this little mini-sode and you do enjoy Talking Pop with the franchise of Biko, you can check out the backlog on Anchor. That's our sponsor. Um, You can also check us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, pretty much anywhere where you get your podcasts, we're on there now. Thank you to Anchor for helping me out with that. And of course, check out Anchor because they also have like, you know, programs and podcasts itself. And like I said, they're a great, you know, platform to help you get started on your own podcast. So definitely check them out. Um, like I said, that's all the time I got for you guys. This is a mini episode. This is part two. So if you add part one and part two together, it's almost like a full episode, like a full hour, pretty much. Um, I mean at all. But to mention, if, if you heard my ad before the end of this, ep- of this episode, yeah, I do. We do have a store. It's teespring.com/talkingpop. If you listen to the ad, go to that website. We got shirts, we got merchandise, and there's a promo code going on called just use code talkpop. You get five dollars off your order. And that it's an ongoing promotion. I'm not taking it off. Definitely support the podcast. if We want to keep doing this. Keep. Give you guys our opinions on the world of pop culture. We're doing this. I enjoy doing this every week. I try real hard to get you guys content every week. So this is the content for this week. Like I said, this episode is really short. And like I said, I just want to give you a good review of this Is a Zombie season two. Definitely check it out. And anime, if you wanna if you do enjoy anime and best streaming sites to go to, I recommend Crunchyroll for your best subs. There's also high dive. If you wanna get paid pay for separately, you could get Verve. Verve has Not only Crunchyroll because they're run by the company that runs Crunchyroll, they have Verb. they have other channels on that thing. We get other content from like Rooster Teeth, Boomerang, Curiosity Stream, and more. Um, For subs, um, Hulu has some, and then of course Netflix has some anime. Also, they have some original animes. So my brother has Netflix. Biko has Netflix, so he kind of like. I kind of watch Netflix for just the originals because they got now they got Evangelion on there, so I watch it on there. Um, they got this new one called Seis Manos, which I definitely got to go check out, or Cannon Buster. This is another one that a lot of people are talking about, like all these original animes are coming up. And of course, Seven Deadly Sins is because they had the rock-casting rights. And of course, you got Funimation. Of course, if you remember, Funimation are one of the first companies to bring anime to us when it comes to dubs. Now, check them out because they also have some subs as well. They also have some exclusives that are not available on Crunchyroll or Verb. And possibly they are available on Hulu because of the partnership between Hulu and Funimation brings some certain animes to the catalog. So Hulu does have, have some animes too. A lot of the Viz Media ones, like they had the dub of Bleach. They have, you know, this one I was watching, they have One Punch Man. One Punch Man is exclusive on Netflix and um, Hulu. Um... Definitely check that out for your anime fix and also manga. When it comes to manga, I do want to give some recommendations um, for manga. I would say um right now, the manga I'm reading right now, I'm reading Fire Force. Even though the anime came out, I'm reading Fire Force. Um, I'm reading Nisikoi, which is a romantic comedy one. It's called False Love. It's really good. I do enjoy that. Maybe I'll talk about manga for the next uh, episode, probably for the next mini-sode. Um, also, I'm reading My Hero Academia. I'm still reading that. Attack on Titan and Blue Exorcist, people realize Blue Exorcist is still going, going. it's still writing, so I'm also reading that as well, and like I said, I'm reading four different types of manga, so, so it's like, I'm keeping up with everything, um, so definitely check those out, like I said, this is a mini-sode, 30 minutes long, I said we combined part two and part one, that's one episode, so again, this is a zombie, three out of five, season two, overall, the series as a whole, I'll still give it like four and a half out of five. It was that season two. But overall, I did enjoy it. Um, the season overall, the characters were funny. Animation was really great. The music was phenomenal. The fight sequences were great. Well choreographed. Um, the story was, like I said, the first season of the story was a grassy. Like, oh, this dude's a zombie, but he's not your stereotypical zombie. So definitely check out is this zombie for Animation, Hulu, and, and any other streaming site you can go through. That's it for I got for you guys. This has been Franchise Ghost Anime, special mini-sode for talking Pop. As always, geek on and take care. Sayonara. Have a nice day.